Welcome back to the FlowTrack podcast, Kevin Sully and Lincoln Strike FlowTrack podcast at gmail.com. And as you can see, we have a guest today on the show, world championship finalist from 2019. It's Nikki Hiltz. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing well. Thank you very much for asking. Before we get into all the details about your reaction to the Olympic postponement and your 2019 season, I got to start first with the April Fool's joke heard round the track and field world. Uh, we all thought you were married for a moment. Can you explain <laughs> your motivation and your execution of this great April Fool's joke? <laughs> okay, so I feel like a lot of people think that um, we did this shoot for April Fool's, but I feel like I have to backtrack. We did, we were asked in January to be models for this um, wedding venue here in San Diego and we were like yeah sure you know why not and um we like had all these pictures from it and I was like well we can never post these because like we're not married and then uh I was like wait we can post them on April Fool's and I was like come on let's do it it'll be funny and Trace was like uh maybe not I was like no no it'll be good <laughs> I have so much regret. <laughs> like, it was just too good that it was, like, so believable that, like, like USATF was like, congratulations, like, World Athletics tweeted at me. I was like, oh, no, what have I done? And so, like, um, but, yeah, it was, I don't know. I think it was, I think people think that we did it for April Fool's when really that, that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> when did you realize that your plan for an April Fool's joke maybe had, uh, I don't want to say gone too far, but had fooled everyone and was going to be something you were going to have to come back and backtrack on. I think it was um, when our college coach, Lance Harder, texted us and was like, wish you guys a lifetime of happiness. And we're like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then you yeah, quote tweeting it. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Every, everyone, it was cool to see like all the support. It was, that was awesome. I was like, wow. So if, if we ever do get married, like it's awesome to see that we have, we have so much people like backing us up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you have a template for, for now, like what right. people's reaction should be. And if they offer you congrats <laughs> this first time, but they don't do it the next time, then yeah. I don't know if you can keep them in your life. It's not really authentic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> we also had people um, asking us like are, are we registered and like can we send you a gift i was like oh my gosh should we like keep this going like should we start a registry <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I can, as, as, as someone who is married let me just say get all the free stuff you can even yeah. if it's gonna <laughs> happen again later just get it all now yeah <laughs> So Nikki, how have you, in this quarantine time and when there's no races coming up and the Olympics have been postponed, how have you been making do? Are you able to train outside still? Are you running with anyone else? Like, what are you doing right now uh, with your with your running? Yeah, so I think the biggest um, obstacle, I would say, is the fact that gyms and, you know, strength training is such an important part of like any middle distance athlete. Um, so that's definitely been an adjustment. And, um, you know, I ordered some weights, like at home stuff, so I can do that here. Um, so yeah, and you know, the good thing about running is you can, it is something that's still allowed. Um, and every, every time I go for a run, I see like 
so many people running like you know because it's just like one of the only ex- form of exercises that is still allowed so I'm definitely really happy that's the scenario um and but I mean the hard part is San Diego closed all their parks and beaches so it's as soft surface goes it's kind of hard to find a place to run because all the soft surface places were parks so that's kind of been another obstacle it kind of feels like a concrete jungle right now but um yeah I mean I don't know it's just it's just a crazy time and I think we're all making the best of it we stopped meeting for group practices about two weeks ago when when California went on lockdown so it's it's hard um not running with people but um you know i have my girlfriend and she runs with me and that's nice so yeah it definitely is an adjustment but definitely really happy that running is an activity that's that's now when you're out and about as you mentioned i think it's it's common everywhere now that it's just so crowded even people who weren't runners before now are relishing any opportunity to be outside what type of, right. of social distance runner are you? Are you one that just is going to go to the opposite side of the street when you see somebody coming? Do you turn your head away? I see different people taking different approaches to this. How are you dealing with it? No, that's a good question. I, I not on the spot, but if I see someone coming, I, I run into the bike lane. I Just because I don't know how where they stand, you know, like if we accidentally get within like four feet of each other, like I don't. I don't want to step on anyone else's toes. So I don't, I feel like I go to extreme measures to like jump out of people's ways sometimes. Um, but, you know, I think you just, it's just like kind of like a moral dilemma, you know, when you want to limit yourself from going to the grocery store, you, you want to limit your contact with people as much as possible. And so, yeah, when I'm out there running, I, it, it almost feels like I'm kind of in a 1500 race, you know, you kind of have to like jump around a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, I think no runner has actually like, really helped me like I was we were talking you know like so much of it is like being comfortable with the when it's uncomfortable um you know like when the pace picks up it's like how are you gonna okay like this is your new comfortable and then um it's also like the best athletes are the ones who can you know adjust when like something doesn't go their way and um I feel like so many times in the 1500, I've like had a race plan and like, okay, this is how it's going to go. And like, you know, this is where I'm going to be. And then, you know, the race looks nothing like your plan. And so I feel like it's, it's kind of like a metaphor for what's happening, right? You know, oh, it's an Olympic year. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And it's like, boom, like, oh, someone falls or like something, some, some bump in the road happens where it's like, oh, wow, this wasn't what I thought it was like but it's like okay how do you adjust now you know how do you look at it a different way and so I think you know it's like being a runner is almost like prepared me for this in a way (laughs) it's like runners are very resilient and you know I also think about when I've been injured it's like I I always come out like stronger because of it and uh, kind of like an injury but like we're all injured you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're all just kind of like, okay, how do we deal with this? You know, how do we, how do we get through the other side stronger? <laughs> how are you, how are you approaching it though? Like you obviously in that analogy that you drew to the 1500 last year, you handled all those decisions 
almost perfectly. You had such a great season. So this year, how how are you navigating? What's your mindset in a, in a year when there's no races scheduled and you have limited access to to training facilities? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I would say about two. Weeks ago, I was pretty stressed. You know, I. Uh, okay, what does this mean? Like, what does this look like? You know, like, I feel like my world was like flipped upside down. And so, um, you know, I feel like I've been talking with like my mom a lot and like people just like connecting with people more now that like the world has slowed down. And I think that's really helped me. Like, um, I've also started meditating um, and doing like mindfulness practices and, you know, just like realizing, okay, everything, everything in this life is like impermanent, you know, and like, this is too. And like, so I think also my coach is like, he's really big on, you know, never getting too high during the highs and, and then never getting too lows when it's low, kind of staying like even keel is going to, is going to make you a better athlete a lot of times. So, um, yeah, I think I'm learning a lot about myself and like, just by slowing down and, um, but I think more than ever, just like connecting with people um, that are close to me, like teammates and like um, my mom and like my dad and my girlfriend on like an even deeper level. And just like, hey, we're all going through this. Like this is, we can all be vulnerable right now and like talk through this and talk how we're feeling. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely an adjustment, but I feel like I'm like learning about myself more and 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 learning how to like, deal with these stressful situations you know the joke i mean joke is the wrong word but the the thing early when this quarantine started happening uh across the country was that oh runners aren't going to have to change their routine too much especially professional runners because they eat sleep and and train but i'm wondering for you other than you mentioned your training routine has changed what has changed in your day-to-day -day life now that you know going places is kind of off limits like what 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 changes have you had to make in that realm yeah um it is so true i mean we, you wake up you go for a run you know you meet your teammates you go for a run and then you come home and you kind of like are quarantined like that's the normal <laughs> day of a run so um i think what's changed is is you know not having a race on the schedule um i feel like i'm someone who trains to race i'm not really someone who's like I mean, I like, I like training. I love running, but what really gets me up every day is like, okay, what's my next race? What, and you know, how am I going to perform at that race? So that's, that's, I would say the biggest change for me is trying to deal with like, okay, there isn't a race and, and right now kind of is all about the training. Um, and so we've, we've kind of gone back to, uh, base training and kind of what basically what we do in the fall we're doing now. Um, and so it just kind of like reset. It was like almost like our indoor season was our outdoor season. And now we're like back during doing base. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and it, it was, it is so crazy because when I think back to indoor season, it's like there was an Olympic year, like so many people run like crazy fast, you know, like in, and any, I feel like anything goes in Olympic year, like nothing is too crazy. And so, you know, I was lucky enough to be in that Melrose mile where um, Ellie broke the American record and ran 416. And it was just like, I ran 424 and I was like, initially kind of pissed. So I was like, dang, like, you know, I just got beat by like about 10 seconds. And then I was like, wait, 424, like, 
you know, I'm, I have all this momentum, like I'm on a good trajectory, you know? And so it is kind of crazy, like having all that momentum just like stop. And it's like, okay, wait, you actually might not get to race at all this year, you know? So, um, I don't know. It is, it's, I think I'm still like trying to work through it, but, um, I think right now just really focusing on like why, why you run, like, you know, your training and like, I, I think just simply going for a run is like so much, feels so much different now, you know, because it's like, okay, this could get taken away at any moment, you know, like, like nothing is guaranteed. And so, um, yeah, but I think the biggest adjustment is probably no races on the schedule and, you know, how do you, how do you focus on, how do you get excited about training when there's no races? And, and I do want to get back to that Milrose race that you mentioned, because that was such a, that was such a crazy race for so many women in there. Um, but just talking about going back to, to base training, I was wondering, because some athletes have not been able to access a track. One, do you have access to a track right now? And two, are you doing any track type workouts or is it all just building base? Yeah. So, uh, no tracks got closed. I think about like last week, but it was kind of perfect timing. Um, Last Sunday, I did my longest run ever, 14 miles, and then like 70 mile week. And then after that on Monday, so starting this week, we just like reset. So now it's like kind of a down week right now. I'm only gonna do like 45, 50 this week, and then like kind of work my way back up. And the only workouts will be like maybe a tempo run in like two weeks, you know, and then like tempo runs and fart legs. So as of right now, you know, my training doesn't need a track and, um, you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Just kind of going back to fall, fall based training. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm so lucky that like my coach, he's so, Terrence is so like calculated and, and smart and he just, he knows he can work backwards from, you know, okay, now the trials are in 2021. Well, what is, what do you have to be doing right now to be, on fire then and he can just i think within a week he was like okay this is the new training you know he just like mapped it all out and um you know it's, it's really it's really cool to see like how is his he know he's so knowledgeable and like how he tackles every new new information is coming out every day you know and and in a in a month it could be like okay wait there's a race in august you know or something and he'll be like okay well now we got to sharpen and we'll do this and so uh, I, do, I feel like I just trust him completely. And I think it's really important right now for all athletes to just really go all in and, and trust your coach and, and their training and trust that they know what they're doing during this time. Um, and yeah, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> if I know it's hard to, to plan ahead, but, and it sounds like, I don't know the answer to this because you said how much you love to race. If there is an abbreviated racing season in, July, August, September, would you be, would you be willing, would you want to get in those races? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I have no idea what type of shape I'll be in, but um, racing is what really excites me. And I, I would, you know, I feel like I'm never going to take another race for granted. And I think a lot of athletes would say that right now. And it's, um, you know, so the next chance we get to line up, I think it's going to be like really special. And like, I think we're all going to like, you know, kind of look around and being like, okay, we love to do this. And this is, you know, such, this is so fun that this is our job. And, you know, it was taken away from us and like, now it's back. And I feel like it's just going to have like a whole new meaning, you know? And I feel like it'll be so much more like wholesome, <laughs> like a, like a reunion and like 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like picturing in my head, like, you know, just like everyone singing Kumbaya and like holding hands on the start line. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I will definitely be racing as soon as there is a race, just honestly for like my sanity, even if I'm not in good shape. <laughs> I, I know Lincoln wants to ask more questions about that, that Milrose race. So I'll just ask a broad one. The Milrose race obviously was incredibly fast. You mentioned how quick Ellie ran. But then you go back to Doha and you're also involved in the fastest, deepest women's 1500 of all time. So are you the common yeah. denominator here? You add you to a race and all of a sudden it's one of the fastest we've ever seen. Is that, the, is that what's going on here? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I don't know. But um, yeah, when I think back to the world championships, I was just like, so I wanted to make that final so bad. And so I feel like for me that it's almost like the semifinal was my final. I was like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I'm getting top seven. Like, no one's going to beat me, you know? And then I ended up running, like, I got seventh and ran a huge PR. And so um, I think once I got to the final, I was a little burnt out. I've never I've never done three races in a row like that. Um, and so it's like, I know I can handle two races, uh, you know, and but maybe I just still need to work on, you know, how to be ready for that third one, um, which is, it's actually, it's like, you know, we were t at the trials like this year, there was going to be, you know, there's three rounds. There's, um, and so now it's kind of like, oh, I get a whole nother year to, to get stronger, um, to be ready in that third round. Um, but yeah, no, it is. I have been a part of some really fast races and um, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because that's like my least favorite part about racing. Like, I don't like races that are time trials. Like to me, that's just like not exciting. Um, I like races that are tactical and like you have to think on on the spot. Um, so yeah, but no, it is, I mean, it is really something to be able to say I was a part of the fastest 1500 meter final, like ever, um, but yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of 2019, uh, you raced a lot. You had a lot of really good ones and you know, you could point to five or more races that were quote you know your breakout race but what was the performance if you look back to last year that that stands out to you is there one that you've kind of can circle and say that was the 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 best race of the season um i think i would have to say usa's and just getting that third spot um you know the nothing can like compare to that you know making your first u.s team and um yeah, I just I just remember that race like so well too. I think with 300 meters to go, that's that's like where my family was sitting, um, and they I just remember like just like hearing all the screams and like in that moment I was like, okay, I'm making this team, you know, because I just like felt I was like I have at least three more years and we have like 300 meters to go, um, and then like the only part was like, okay, how do I get out of this? boxed in situation so um yeah I mean that one and then crossing the line and like actually doing it and like being third was just like I don't know I I feel like that's what's like motive keep like I think back to that race and that's what motivates me to like want to do it again just because it felt so good um and you know it's like yeah I, I guess you could say like 2019 I, I you know ran really well and I had all this momentum but like I don't I don't think that momentum's like, I think it's just kind of put on pause right now. You know, I don't think whatever I did last year, like, doesn't mean I can't do it again in 2021 or, or chant, you know, like channel that athlete again. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of put on pause and like, 
we're just working through it day by day now. But um, yeah, um, God, it feels like a different world, like 2019 versus like right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think there's a good reason for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would go back to 2019 in, in a heartbeat. Don't worry. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure all of this <laughs> so you mentioned in, in Des Moines at the USA's, you know, you realized with 300 meters to go, you kind of had a couple more, a few more gears left in it, but you also were talking about being in, in kind of a tough position. Like yeah. for you succeeding last year in, in tactical races, like in that one and, and, you know, was it, was it was the most important thing confidence fitness like what were you thinking with 300 meters to go in that race and then like and then how did that help you you know cross the line third yeah i think it i think it is all confidence honestly like uh, i i feel like i won so many races leading up to that race that it was like okay you don't even have to win you just have to get third you know it's just like what you kind of what you tell yourself you know and so uh yeah i think confidence is everything and, and where you are at mentally is is huge and um but yeah i mean honestly it's like i changed so much from college to being a pro that it's like i can't even say like the one factor that that did kind of help me make that jump um but i think a lot of it could also just be like that I feel I feel like I can be more myself in San Diego than like maybe when I was in Fayetteville you know Arkansas like the south versus like I'm from California San Diego is very like chill laid back you know it's just like it could be as simple as that or it could be like I don't know I I did I lifted more weights you know like I don't know what like the, <laughs> the factor was but um yeah. I was just in a really good good spot and like still am and then just like happy and um you know i think a huge part of that too is just like being myself and not apologizing for like who i am or who i love and that that really i think last year uh it, it kind of like it helped me gain all that confidence um yeah for sure in that in that race in des moines it was still in doubt, like with a hundred to go or even 50 to go. Didn't you have to make a, a move to kind of get out of the box there in those last 50 meters? Am I remembering yeah. this right? No. Yeah. It was probably with a hundred to go. I think I was in fifth. Um, but I just remember, Oh, like I was trying to go wide. So I, I kind of mm -hmm. bumped Sinclair. I was like, move over, you know, and she like held her ground with, she said, you know, that's what the 15 is. Um, and then I just remember seeing a lane open on the inside like uh to the mm -hmm. left of kate grace and it was i was like in my brain i was like wait can you pass on the inside i was like wait what are the rules like like i was literally thinking that <laughs> meters mm. to go nobody and nobody knows was, like, about it mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay as long as you're not like impeding anywhere like you can get that spot and so i just like it's almost like i didn't even think and i just like trusted my instincts and like snuck in on the inside and um you know, I think I've learned and I've, and then watched like some races since then, that if you can just stay on the rail, like it does open up. And so um, I feel like I just gave away my secret, but like, <laughs> you know, that that is something in the 1500 that like, if there's an open spot, like you take it and you find a way to get there. Um, obviously not like impeding anyone. I'm not saying like, get, you know, like throwing elbows or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I just like, trusted my instincts the last hundred and like for some reason it, it all worked out um 
I also think I just felt so good. Like I had so many more gears in me. Um, that I don't know. I, I was going to find a way to get, to get there in third. <laughs> it looked like it was the combination of, of fitness and confidence in the same way. Yeah. I mean, it almost reminded me of Bryce Hopple's season last year where he always just seemed to be in the right spot at the right time. And you just ha you knew going into a race, he was going to run well. And that's how it kind of, that's how I ended the season kind of feeling about you going into every race is, well, I don't know what anybody else is going to run, but it seems like she's going to click off a really solid performance. Um, and, and it kind of almost reminded me of how Jenny Simpson runs races now of, of just time after time, after time, her being there. How hard is that to do though, in a 1500 where, it's just wild every single time, especially in the championships. Yeah, I think the 1500 is, it's not even about who's necessarily the fastest. It's like, who's the smartest, you know, who can, if, I think if you look at, uh, and that's what Jenny's so good at, right? Like she, if you look at the splits of like, who has the fastest laugh slap, like rarely does Jenny have that. Not, not calling Jenny slower, she's amazing, but she's just so smart at being at the right place at the right time that like she can like out tactic people who are faster than her like on foot you know so um i think you just like i think i'm just trying to learn as much as i can like from this event and um you know like watching races and men and women's races you can just like you know you just see okay who does what and how does that work for them so so yeah um I mean, that's why I love the 15 because it's so, it's so unpredictable. And like, like the only thing predictable about the 1500 is that it's going to be unpredictable. <laughs> so I don't know. The last, uh, uh, I think I just learned so much from that event last year and I'm excited to like keep learning. Um, and I'm just like really thankful that I have like my youth, you know, like this, it's like, if this Olympic year, I'm, I was going to be 25. For, for the 2020 games and now it's like I'm going to be 26 and you know that's yeah. like I feel like when you're on this side of 20 like that's a good thing you know like oh one more year to get stronger um so yeah that's just how I'm looking at it and um yeah I think I think that's why I love the 15 so much <laughs> well the 1500 right now is I mean, it's always been hard but it's ridiculous right now with you Shelby Jenny if if Ellie chooses to to mm -hmm. run that distance with Kate Grace, with Sinclair. Do you ever wish you picked it, or you, you, do you ever wish your event was an easier one in the U.S.? <laughs> I don't know what the, what's an easier one. What, the 5K? <laughs> I mean, the race walk is open, I think. Well, actually, I don't know. I, yeah. could be, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's exciting. Like, I feel like I'm someone that if, I, I just remember last year, a bunch of girls went and ran uh, 405, like I think it was in Nashville or something. And it was right before the Portland track fest where I was going to open up, like run my first 15 of the year. I just remember thinking like, I, I was like stoked. I was like, Oh my gosh, like 10 girls just ran four or five. And then I was like, okay, like I can do that. You know, it's just kind of like, I think in this event, it's like someone does something and then it kind of opens like the doors, to, like what's possible. And I think with, especially with like women's middle distance running, we're still, we're still like trying to see how fast we can go. And I think Ellie running 416 was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, maybe 416 is the new like 420, you know? And so I think it's a really exciting time. Like, yeah, of course it's gonna be hard to make a team and 
and you know there's going to be 12 people that are that are gunning for it but i think when you make it it makes it that much more special you're like okay like i on this day i was top three and like you know i don't know it's just i think it's more exciting than like ah dang my event's so hard you know yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah and i mean i can't pick an easier event what the woman's eight track track athletes are notoriously friendly with each other as opposed to other sports where maybe there's more rivalries that are closer to being bitter but are you are you yeah. close with with Jenny Shelby and some of the other women you race frequently in the U.S.? Do you talk with them? Like I know you don't train with them, but what's what's the relationship yeah. like when you guys are competing for for like crucial spots for teams? Yeah, no, I think we're all. I yeah, I'm definitely friends with a lot of my competitors. Um, I think Shin Nosika is one that that comes to mind. We're always like joking like right on the start line like right before race um me and ellie got pretty close in doha um shelby's hilarious but like when it's game time it's game time like don't even look at her you know <laughs> so everyone's kind of different and that's just like our personalities but at the end of the day like yeah i would say a, a ton of us are friends and close and you know you at, at all these meets like when i turned pro i didn't realize that you like a lot of these meets have like kind of before hangouts and after hangouts. And so you just get so much closer to all these people. Um, and, you know, I think I remember one race, I think it was the last year, like Kyle, Kyle Merber's, um, the, the mile he puts on on Long Island. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone's like warming up together. Like athletes will be like, I warmed up with like, three people who I was racing with. And it's just like, that never happened in college. You know, I wouldn't go warm up with like Alabama or Florida, you know, before my mile, but um, it was just, it's kind of cool. This like camaraderie that, that does happen. I mean, and there definitely are athletes that, that like to keep to themselves and that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, that's just who they are, but no, I'm definitely a social butterfly and I like, uh, I like connecting with those other, other girls who are also social. <laughs> What was the reception from your your competitors, your fellow athletes, when you told your personal story, when you talked about coming out and all the challenges that, that you've been through, and also how that led to, like you mentioned before, breakthroughs on the track? What, what were some of the things um, that, that your fellow athletes uh, shared with you? Um, yeah, that's a good question. We were, um, Trace and I were talking the other day about uh, this, this post, the Adidas posted a picture of me holding the pride flag after I won the Adidas Boost Games. And uh, there was all these like comments on it that were, uh, you know, just blatantly homophobic. And uh, we we were reading through them like the other night. And I, I never, I like started to read through them back when it happened. And I was like, okay, this is like too hurtful. But like, we, we were talking about it. We're like, wait, let's like go back and look at some of those. And we were just like, cracking up at how many athletes like that we knew and that we're friends with were like clapping back to these people <laughs> and i was like dang like i never even realized because i stopped myself from reading them and i never even like how many like have my back and like we're literally fighting with these trolls on this picture <laughs> and so um yeah i mean so i've never had a competitor of mine you know say anything bad to me about who i am um a lot of it is like, 
you know, it's so awesome and like keep doing you. And like, um, yeah, I think, I think it was just so funny the other night. We're like, oh my gosh, like, okay, Hot Pockets, you know, like Lauren Paquette was just like going off with this troll. Um, but it's just funny. It's cool to see uh, people. It, when I, I found that like when I'm vulnerable, then it's like people can be vulnerable with me back. And then you, and then you just like have this bond because of it. Um, and I feel like that's what I've seen more than anything is like uh, kind of, becoming better friends with people because of it. What I obviously, because you have this platform as, you know, one of the fastest milers in the, the world. Um, how do you plan on using that, that platform for issues like this, that you, that you care about? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, I really want to put on a race kind of to, to, bring my two communities together, you know, the LGBT community and then my running community. And so um, we, I was like, well, we can't do it this year because like it's an Olympic year and like, I really got to focus on running. And then it's like all of a sudden, wait, it's not an Olympic year. Um, so <laughs> I think like we're gonna maybe do, basically I'm gonna put like all my energy during this quarantine into like getting creative and like what that looks like to like put on a race. Um, and then within the race, like having all the proceeds go to like the Trevor project, which is, um, you know, the suicide prevention line for LGBTQ youth, um, you know, and having, you know, maybe right this year, it doesn't make sense to have a race, but maybe this year make it virtual and then next year make it, you know, a race here in San Diego. Um, and then I think I want to eventually, you know, kind of do what Emma Coburn does with the Elk Run or Kyle Merber with his race, like have elite athletes there as well, not just a community race, but, um, you know, kind of like have a elite race and then a community race or whatever that looks like. Um, I think I've always wanted to do something like that. And I feel like it's really exciting because like I get to work on that right now during this time. I... I hate to change gears because what you're talking about is so so cool and important. But I see the guitar in the background, and you and you <laughs> mentioned getting creative. Do you play that guitar? I do. Yeah, um, I've definitely been playing it more since we can't leave the house. But um, yeah, I do. Uh, my dad taught me when I was uh, like my senior year. I got injured in high school, and he was like, "Well." I'm going to teach you how to play guitar. I was like, okay. So it's kind of like I have, it's like my injury guitar. <laughs> like uh, when I got injured in college, I like got really into it. And like, you know, now it's kind of, obviously I'm not injured right now, but it's kind of like, okay. It's like when I kind of go through a hard time or like when I can't run, it's always something like I can turn to. So yeah, I, it actually has been played a lot recently. <laughs> what's, what's your go-to song? Um, I really like the head and the heart, like any of their songs, uh, I feel like rivers and roads, like kind of into like folky or like Avid brothers. I don't know if I have a favorite song, maybe that you can play that like you're, you're saying music you can play. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. you're saying what's my favorite song so, to, to play. No, to play, to play on the guitar. Oh yeah. 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 What are the, like okay. any of those. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> She's good, Lincoln. She's good at the okay, guitar. I, all right. I hate <laughs> that I was questioning. 
See, Kevin, you kept getting good questions. She kept telling you that your questions were good, and I, mine, my, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you just look I at just what's in the background, and you're like, "Hey, <laughs> like, there's a thing on your wall. What about that?" <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See, there you go. Okay, I feel good. I feel better. But no, it's back back to you, Lincoln. I'm going to give you another uh, another opportunity oh. after that one. You can go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. Well, tough to follow that one up. Um, you mentioned that you're busy doing doing awesome things and you're putting creative energy. But I'm wondering, what are you doing when you're not doing any of that? What What are you binge watching right now? Are you doing any of that on Netflix? Do you have a show you've been you've been watching, and what is it? Yeah. Um. So the new season of Ozarks just came out. I don't know if you guys watch Ozarks, but of course. Um, it's really, it's good. Um, it's, so that's like pretty dark. So that's like our dark show we watch. Um, and then when we need to like, need a break, we'll watch, we're rewatching um, The Office right now. Um, I also know we're huge Schitt's Creek's fan. I think that show is oh, yeah. so funny. Like, the writing in that is hilarious. So yeah, we're definitely watching our fair share of Netflix for sure. <laughs> we actually also just watched um, the entire Star Wars series. Teresa had never seen them before. And so yeah. we watched like all nine movies. And I, if I could do it again, we, we went from one through nine, which I was like, why did we do that? We should have started with the OGs, like four through six. And then like basically we should have watched them in the order they were made instead of the chronological order. Um, because then it, it ruined the surprise of like, Luke, I'm your father. Cause she's like, well, I know that's Anakin, you know? So it was, <laughs> But it was cool to watch it with someone who'd never seen it before and kind of hear like her criticism of it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then we watched the ninth one, which the, the new one that came out uh, in December and I hadn't seen it before. So I was like excited to see it so bad, like so oh, bad. No. <laughs> like, this is brutal. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just got to take it for what it is, I guess. <laughs> you guys think uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to do the actually. same. I'm trying. I was trying to do the same thing. I was trying to do the same thing you were, um, mm -hmm. and get the order right and and figure out the way to do it. But what was weird for me was that you start with what is it? Rogue is it? Rogue One at the beginning, the prequel, right? Oh yeah. No, we didn't go into any of the like Rogue One or solos. We just watched them from like epi the episode four, okay. five, six, one, two, three. Yeah. It was just very jarring. It was very jarring to go from a movie that was made in like whatever twenty eighteen to back yes. to a movie that was made like forty years ago, and and so we didn't get all the way through it. But that's still that's still a goal of ours. Right. Um, yeah, because you're like, wow, special effects like weren't that special that long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like four through six, I think it was like nineteen seventy seven is when the first one came out, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> very jarring. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Have um. What's your? A lot of people have been trying to figure out the key to good nutrition during this time because they're at home, and your refrigerator and your pantry get bigger and bigger every time you look at it. What What are you doing to make sure, uh, you eat healthy during this time? Yeah, I think uh we, Teresa is an amazing cook, and um, mm -hmm. you know we kind of we always like, we like to cook and make dinner. So actually like not much has changed. Uh, the only thing is we mm -hmm. go 
to the store a lot less. Um, we probably go like once a week, whereas before we would honestly go every day. <laughs> but yeah, I think you just got to stock up on like the, the produce and the all the greens and stuff and, and hope it doesn't go bad. We have, uh, we bought a basil plant and like a mint leaf. Like we're kind of buying, uh, we don't have like a backyard or anything, but like, I feel like if you could get into gardening, you know, or, or, you know, kind of be sort of in a way like self-sustainable, like during this time, like that would, I think is like the way to go. I, I wish we had a backyard and garden so we could do that. But right now we just kind of makeshift basil, mint and like cilantro plants on our window. Um, but yeah, so cool. um, yeah, it's definitely, I feel very lucky to have um, a girlfriend who loves to cook and, and loves to cook healthy things and get that things that taste good. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Last year, when you went to the, when you went out to LA for a race, um, Lincoln followed you around, I believe he showed up at yeah. your Airbnb and one with thing her that, permission, that's, with her permission, sorry, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what, yeah. One thing that stands out to me about that shoot was you got a parking ticket and the way you handled the parking ticket led me to believe that that was not the first time. What's your, what's your, is, is there a boot on your car right now is what I'm asking. How are you Honestly, doing probably. <laughs> like, because of the quarantine, they have uh, like suspended a lot of the traffic violations here. Like, That's big for you. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Because like, I always forget on Mondays, uh, the third Monday of every month or something, they sweep mm -hmm. the streets here. And my car is always on that side of the road and I always get a ticket. It's never gotten towed. Like, and basically every third Monday, I you can guarantee I have a parking ticket. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's actually been really nice because the city's gone easy on people because everyone has to stay inside and mm -hmm. people park on the streets. So like they, they actually aren't ticketing right now, which is a, a great relief for me. <laughs> well, looking forward to 2021, assuming that, well, I don't want to assume anything right now, but hoping that 2021 is a, is a year back to normal. What, what do you think your year will look like noting that, you know, there's going to be a rescheduled world indoors and obviously the, the Olympic games uh, and, you know, full indoor and outdoor season, basically what would be, what are your intentions with the, the huge year that will be 2021? Yeah, I think um, this year, you know, there was supposed to be an indoor worlds and then Tokyo. Um, and I, I wasn't going to do worlds. Uh, I wasn't even going to do USA. It's just because I wanted to focus so much more, you know, on the trial and being ready at the trials. And for me, that, that meant like racing less. Um, but honestly, I feel like that might, change now because it's like wait i you know we might go a whole year without any races and i'm just like as soon as it's 2021 i'll be like give me an every put me in every race like i want to do everything <laughs> um, obviously i'm gonna be smart about it uh but i think in you know 2019 like i raced a lot and like i got a lot of confidence for from every race i did even if i didn't win you know and so uh i think we'll kind of see where I'm at, but, um, Terrence, you know, we have these conversations and he's like, you just want to race, do everything. I was like, yeah, I do. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what, what 2021 brings. Uh, I just know that like, as soon 
as we're allowed to race again, like you can bet that I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but I think you kind of put yourself on the spot when you did the April Fool's joke. But is is there a wedding date coming down the pipeline? Like, or do we have? I mean, <laughs> oh, Lincoln! First, whoa, but whoa, I don't, whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we're not even engaged yet. But um, we've been we've been dating for since 2016, um, so like four years now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to get engaged. It's kind of weird because I feel like a lot of people plan it plan to get married on like an off year and uh, i'm just like thinking about it and now with this new schedule it's like wait there's not an off year until 2026 you know we have to wait that long to get married yeah. i don't know yeah. um but i i don't know i don't have an answer for you i think we were, we were like well now we can we basically can elope because we have these like wedding pictures like you know so <laughs> We're just kidding, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Track weddings are going to be altered too because of this this change schedule. It's really changed everything, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the thousands of casualties. Not yeah. literal casualties. Yeah. Sorry, that was very not good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to go back in my hole. Just put me in my hole. It's okay. <laughs> Well, uh, Nikki, Nikki, thank you so much for, for taking some time. We wish you all the best this year. Stay safe uh, and have a, have a good block of uh, base training out there in San Diego. We look forward to seeing you race when the, when the time comes. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Happy cool. quarantine, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> Same to you. Thanks, Nikki.